new CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. You never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Welcome to On the Bench. I'm your host for this episode, Brendan Sinone. I'm joined by Chris Nee. We might be joined by Zach Blostein. We'll see. Not necessarily his fault, but he's not here. But also not 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 his fault either. Help me out. With on this. with the show. Okay, we'll just keep moving along. Uh, let's get going on what will be an episode that's going to have a ton of recruiting news as we are a week and a day away from early signing period and a portal activity is heating up and there were official visits last weekend, official visits this weekend coming up. But first, Chris, college game day coming to Dublin. How do we think that's yeah. going to be received? Not well by the FSU fan base, but I mean, it was to be expected. I don't know what else is going on during that week of games, but that's sort of the go-to game usually of that week. So yeah, bold move. I did start immediately looking up like protest laws in Ireland just to see uh, how uh, angsty fans will be uh, met if they get overboard. So and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of uh, Guinness flowing and a lot of emotion still. People aren't going to forget nine months out. But also uh, oh, just a, me being responsible, a voice here where thousands of people listen to us. I'll be um, protest responsibly, if that's – does that make sense, Chris? Like, yeah. Don't, don't don't be throwing things or anything like that. Don't Just, get yourself uh, thrown in a paddy wagon. Yeah, exactly. And paddy wagon would be uh, appropriate since you're in Ireland. So, um, so yeah, that's a thing. Uh, and I don't know. I've got feelings on it. We, as a podcast, like we've talked plenty of the way FSU was covered, the actual like result of the snub, um, fallout from it. We don't have to keep going into it, but it just is a. Uh, more salt in the wound, I think. And if you're an angry fan, um, I totally understand where you're coming from. Let's go now, Chris, into a little bit of recruiting talk. Well, a lot of bit of recruiting talk. It is the season. It, it is the season. Do we want to start with transfer stuff or do we want to start with official visit stuff? Uh, we can do either. I mean, the OV weekend, let's start there with the OV weekend. We can start with last weekend. You know, they had five committed players in here. All five of those guys are very solid commitments. Tamir Hickman-Collins, Jake Weinberg, Jaden Parrish, Jamoy Flagg, and uh, who's the fifth one? Help me out here, Sanon. Uh, I was spacing out. I'll check oh, out Jaden Todd, the offensive lineman. All very solid guys. We caught up with all five of them on video interviews with three of them and caught up with the other two who didn't speak as they departed. Um, most of them are early enrollees. Nothing to be concerned about there. Then you had two – Transfer visitors, Kyle Kennard, Georgia Tech defensive end transfer, and Samuel Okalula from Pitt, also a transfer. Um, Kennard did speak. You can go see that interview. He he spoke as though he has a couple more visits to take before reaching a decision. He was not specific on where those visits will be to. On Sam's part, he did not speak. Was able to get a little intel on that, talking to folks that were associated with him during the visit here. Uh, 
possibility of a couple more visits, probably deciding in about a week's time. Um, I'll be surprised if we get to, you know, the 20th and he has not made a decision based on the feedback I got post-visit to FSU. Uh, defensive end transfer board, uh, you can speak on this too, Sano, because you've done plenty of digging and work on this subject. feels like it's sort of a ever-evolving thing. Uh, like, I wouldn't, you know, R.J. Oban's a kid they're trying to get in this coming weekend. He visited Notre Dame last week, and he's a transfer from Duke. Notre Dame feels really good about their spot. I presume they're trying to shut down a visit, but to this point in time, I don't know of the visit being shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, Fidel Diggs is another kid, Big Frank, as he likes to go by, apparently. At what's Texas what's a Big Frank? Big Frank, apparently, yes. Dude, that dude Texas is Rainbow. from Camden, New Jersey. His, like, the Syracuse coaches that are being tied to him are from Camden, New Jersey. And I worked with him, been... including the DC who worked with him at AM. So, like, pre existing relationship. The idea that that man goes by Big Frank just feels very Camden, New Jersey ish. I, I digress. Yeah. So, you, uh, you got those guys, and there's more. They're always evolving. That The portal is ever-evolving because it's one of those things where guys enter at any given time. Malcolm Ray last evening for FSU kind of out of blue, for example. So you're going to see that continue here. As guys enter, FSU evaluates them. They try to make decisions, and they kind of go with it. Um, the other two visitors last weekend was Denaz White, defensive tackle, who I think we all feel is very likely to end up a seminal. He intends to decide on National Signing Day. He mentioned, I believe, Tennessee and Miami as the other contenders. To my knowledge, he's never actually been to Miami. He's been to Tennessee, but not for an official. And as of last check, he has no visit plans for this coming weekend. And then the big boy, Jeremiah Smith. Jeremiah opted not to speak at the conclusion of his visit, flew out with his mother and somebody else. Uh, early on Sunday morning after leaving breakfast or lunch, brunch, whatever we want to call it, on near campus. And, uh, yeah, I think he's a kid that, you know, having spoken to him on, I believe it was Thursday when he won the state title, I think he's kind of tired of talking about the process and all of that. So there was a TikTok video that had popped up, uh, I think, on Thursday evening where he talked about being committed to Florida State. And then that video got taken down and you say you know, misspoke or, or whatever, you put that on Twitter, but not a coincidence in my mind that like all that blew up. And then all of a sudden he didn't want to talk exiting the OV. It just, it makes sense. Like he's, he's still going through the recruiting process. We've been pretty transparent that like Florida state has a chance here. I, I don't think anything is, is done or anything like that, but Florida state continues to pursue him. Whereas Ohio state continues to try to hold on to him. And I think that that final like amount of pressure that he probably felt from whether he misspoke or, or whatever, uh, that tweet or Vine or uh, TikTok Vine? or Dude, whatever. You're bringing back the old school. Here. Um, <laughs> he, uh, yeah, I think that was probably like, a, okay, we're, we're good here and just going to shut it down. And, you know, there are what, uh, eight more days until the early signing period. We'll see yep. if he shows up anywhere this weekend or if he shows up nowhere this weekend uh, that'll be something to monitor but like by all accounts Florida State's put itself in a really good position here and you know it won't be an easy battle to win um, but it's a battle they will continue to battle until the very end yeah he's been committed to Ohio State I think it will be a year on Thursday I want to say it was December 14th of 2022 is when he committed to them so he's right here on the anniversary almost it's FSU or Ohio State, based on what we know. Miami's tried to kick around there. Florida, Georgia, some others have stayed involved. But it seems like if he was to flip, it would be Florida State that he flips to, based on everything we know and have gathered in yeah. this recruitment. Uh, I, wouldn't, far- I wouldn't dismiss Miami at any point, just because location and um, being invested, and, and they will be aggressive. But but we'll see. 
Yeah, I, I think it's important for Miami to try to get them on campus this weekend if they want to have a final say type thing. And I would imagine they would probably need to have a quarterback in place uh, for this upcoming season if they're going to try to get that taken care of. Um, not to say that FSU isn't in the quarterback market because obviously they are, but I think just with Miami, the uncertainty at that position and the lack of development at that position under the staff is something that like if you're a star wide receiver, they can need to have some proof of like concept, even if it's just from a personal acquisition. So be interesting to monitor. As far as Smith's visit to FSU, spent a lot of time with Ron Dugan's Guy Lemonair, somebody that he's had a long-term relationship with. He's known Guy prior to Guy being at FSU, um, and they have a good bond. Uh, I think Edwin Joseph was heavily involved. I know he was at the state championship game and talking to him, and you know, he kind of kept a low profile. I, I think Jeremiah is one of those guys he knows everything he need, needs to know about FSU. This wasn't some exploitation for him. I think the June visit, when he took multiple days here, was when he needed to learn about FSU and he was given the opportunity to do that. And that was a very one-on-one visit back then. This was more just making sure he got in a face-to-face with everybody in the building, including Mike Norvell and company. As far as this coming weekend, you know. Well, hang, hang on before we jump because segments, sponsors, but I, I don't want to disrupt your role, but I, we need to keep us uh, moving along here in, in the correct pacing and tempo. Uh, Zach put in a crystal ball for – well, hang on. Denos White. Yeah, yeah Denos White. I, but let's just finish up the Jeremiah Smith conversation real quick because that is the number one recruit in the country. I, I want to make sure we finalize that and put a period to the end of the sentence here. Uh, you know, FSU has been in on this and, and put, put itself in an increasingly good spot since you mentioned, Chris, that multi-day visit in June. If if we do it like a timeline and if FSU does pull off this flip, like that's a huge day and that or a huge sequence in that recruitment uh, to put yourself in, in position for him. So, uh, that was big. And, and what was we talked about at the time, man, is like Florida State didn't use its official visit then. They got them there for multiple days at a pretty busy time of year. It was really important. And you got your OV here in late December. And you're the only school really pursuing him that had the OV left to burn. Like significant. Like that, that matters if they end up pulling off this flip, which would be huge. It's the number one recruit in the country. You're going head to head against a school that produces wide receivers at an elite rate. Like if you make that happen, like that's a game changer from you for a perception standpoint, for what your roster is going to look like for the next couple of years. That is a guy at a premium position. And FSU's played this, I think, Chris, like as well as you possibly can. Like they have they have maximized everything to their ability right now. And you just kind of hold your breath for the next week or so and see if you you get it. We'll have an answer here soon enough. I'm not going to make any grand prognostication. There you go. Easy for Sorry. you to say. I, well, I saw Zach was texting us. He's back to life. He he was resuscitated. Oh, if he hurries up, he can go and explain his crystal ball. I told him to hop on in. Just randomly went back to sleep. Good, good stuff. That's happened multiple times this uh, this season. That's that's great. That's great. So real quick, to uh, we can come back to this to the December eighth visit weekend. Uh, one midweek visitor to date, Carter Smith, Indiana offensive line transfer, actually still on campus, will depart today around, I think, lunchtime or so, early afternoon, basically. Uh, was on campus yesterday when he walked in the building. Good-looking kid. Looks like a kid that's played some D1 football on the offensive line. Has that Midwest look. I saw a lot of people making Rudy comparisons. Not Rudy himself, but some of Rudy's teammates in the movie. Uh, you people do you. Have fun with that. Carter intends to, I believe, see Kentucky this coming weekend. He was at Old Miss last weekend. I expect him to play it out to the end, and we'll see where it stands. But he's a guy that FSU's kind of airmarked and wanted to get on campus, and they're looking for a piece or two on the offensive line via the portal. I think you always kind of have to. You want those bigger developed bodies. 
if for nothing else, and provide depth. But obviously, you're hoping to maybe land the starter as well. He's a legitimate left tackle who started games in the Big Ten and held his own. Yeah, I think possible. he played 700 plus snaps this past season. If I remember, as a, was he a second year player or I third? So. Might have been the second year on field guy. I don't know if he was second year in the program or third year in the program. So, so younger is is the point. Um, so yeah, that that's currently happening right now, and we'll talk about some of the other uh, expected visitors or guys who could be visiting from the transfer portal coming up. Uh, let's take a quick moment to recognize our sponsor for the podcast and that is chattanooga whiskey i'm looking at one two three four five six seven beautiful bottles uh, a couple of them keep getting a little bit lower and that's because chattanooga whiskey is amazing it's one of my favorite uh, bourbons out there it's by far my favorite craft distillery out there and they do an amazing job with their rye with their entry-level bourbon with their cast drink bourbon if you want to put a little hair on your chest and, and go for the 111 proof like by all means that is an exquisite bottle of bourbon and it is an exquisite value you can find them throughout pretty much the entire southeast at this point they are they have expanded they have done an amazing job with branding and getting their name out there and when people try it they realize it's a really good product at a really good price and so yeah like it is it is exquisite and we are very proud to have them as our sponsor all right so this past official visit weekend, as we're still awaiting for Zach to enter, I don't know what's happening here. Denaz White was the other. Oh, here he comes. Denaz White was the other uncommitted prospect uh, to visit FSU, and he got a crystal ball from the very sleepy, very tired-looking Zach Blosting. Zach, welcome. Welcome. Do you want to talk about your Denaz White crystal ball that you put in? Yeah. Um... I'm a little late to the party on that. I mean, yeah, uh, you're Fong, oh, on that. Sorry, I thought you yeah, were just, just on that. Podcast. Steve Wolfong entered a crystal ball for Denos White a few weeks ago. I was kind of waiting to enter mine because I wanted to see how his visit schedule was going to shape out. Um, Miami was trying to get him on campus. I know they they were making a late push. Mario Cristobal and that staff went in home with him last week, but I feel really good exiting the FSU official that Florida State's going to sign Denos White. So that's why I entered the crystal ball. Um, also, it's going to be tough for him to visit anywhere this coming weekend because he's playing in the Shrine Bowl of the Carolinas, which they practice every day of the week, and then they play a game on Saturday. So if he visits anywhere, I think you know it'd be like a one-day kind of deal. So I feel good about FSU closing out in that recruitment. Chris, let the folks at home know about about Debo, what's his game like? He's been a guy we've mentioned as like one of the few guys on a pretty limited defensive tackle board, and um, FSU's been consistent in pursuing him. Seems like they're in a good position here down the stretch. Yeah, measurements listed around six three, three and a quarter. Big boy, truly an interior guy, can consume space, good with his hands. Does a good job effectively getting downhill. He's a guy that Odell Higgins likes a ton. Odell has invested a lot of time with him over several months. This recruitment kind of took off for FSU in the sense of knowing you were in the game and having a real chance of getting him back in June. He came for the elite camp, did not work out, but he did spend multiple days in Tallahassee around the staff with them. He returned for a game during the regular season. I want to say it was Duke, might have been Syracuse. It was in that ballpark. And then he obviously came back for his official visit. Uh, he's kind of a, from what I understand, a bit of a like homebody in the sense of like close to mom, those type of things. And, you know, I, I think his uh, makeup and the way he goes about himself, fits what Odell likes in that room as a person. And then as a player, he obviously likes him because of the size, the ability, the strength, the ability to get downhill and scoop and yeah, make things happen. 
Zach, real quick, the cliff notes on Jeremiah Smith. Chris talked about his visit. Uh, we talked about nothing on the docket for this week coming up for him. If that stays the same, that seems beneficial to FSU. Uh, we talked about that we uh, feel like FSU's done everything that it can to put itself in a good position here. Do you have anything you want to add to that, to that conversation? Is number one recruit in the country. You are down in South Florida. So I feel like your voice would, would be important to this topic before we move forward. Yeah, I mean, I think the only remaining data point for Florida State is Mike Norvell hasn't gone in home yet, and I expect that to happen later this week. So, I mean, that'll be the last face-to-face -face interaction between Florida State's coaching staff and Jeremiah Smith and his camp. So I think that'll be important. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I agree with you guys. I think they've kind of done everything they need to do to win out in this recruitment, and we'll have to see. Um, I feel pretty good. But this is kind of an unpredictable recruitment um, from what I've learned over the past couple months of covering it. Um, and uh, Florida State's done the best job of any of the other schools trying to flip him from Ohio State, in my opinion. So I think if he does flip, it's, it's going to be FSU. But Ohio State's trying to hold on and you know they're doing everything in their power to, to, to keep him in the class. So we shall see. Let's talk about what could be on the docket for visitors this upcoming week. Chris mentioned uh, Carter Smith, the offensive lineman from Indiana, a high priority uh, left tackle. Not a whole lot of those guys in the transfer portal. So, uh, yeah, some of the FSU wants to put his best for foot forward with, easy for me to say. And then two other transfers that we need to talk about. We've, we've discussed them before and uh, been pretty consistent on this and kind of leading the charge of saying these are probably your two quarterbacks that you're pursuing if you do take a transfer quarterback and and one is Cameron Ward of Washington State the other one is DJ Uangalale I'm getting better at it Uangalale I put an in there and I don't think that's right but that's Uangalale Uangalale dude you gotta get this down man I'm getting better at it anyways uh, those are two guys that I think FSU continues to be in contact with fairly confident that they've seen them both in home already or at least visited them uh, this past week, and now we get to see if FSU gets them on campus. Starting off with Cam Ward, he's going to be in state. Uh, Chris Hummer was able to report uh, for us on Monday evening that Cameron Ward was starting off his official visits with one to Miami, so he'll be in South Florida. Actually, today, it's Tuesday as we're recording this, and he's supposed to be there Tuesday and Wednesday. So that is the start. Can get FSU get him up to campus on Thursday? I reported last night that that's in the works. It's somewhere between possible and probable right now. I think it ultimately happens, uh, but we don't know for sure yet. It hasn't been, we haven't been able to report that it's definitely happening. So FSU's working on it. Uh, do we have anything we want to add to the Cam Ward recruitment right now, or I guess what we're watching and looking out for? Well, a working belief, at least for me, is that Miami's going to go all in on him, that he's the guy that Miami, Miami who has to have a quarterback here. He seems to be numero uno among their targets. Yeah, they also hosted Kansas State quarterback Will Howard earlier this week. So they have two. That's their two. Whereas Florida State's two are, you know, obviously DJU and Cam Ward. Yeah, man, I, I think it's going to be super important for Florida State to withstand the uh, the Miami official for Cam Ward, right? Like if 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 he leaves Miami's campus and heads to FSU for an official, you got to feel pretty good that you have a real really good shot to land that kid. Um, if he's not closing the door on other schools after one official. Um, we've seen transfers do that. Usually the high profile guys don't. Usually they're, they're wanting to hear out multiple schools. 
see what kind of NIL packages they can get at multiple schools. But I mean, like Chris said, Miami's going to try to close on Cam Ward over the next few days. And it's, it's on FSU to try and, you know, get him on campus on Thursday, regardless of Miami's push. So yeah, I'm interested to see if that happens. If that visit happens, it's going to be interesting. I, so a few things to unpack here. Uh, one, I agree with both you guys that Miami's making a push and like making a push to to shut it down. And that Cam Ward seems like their priority. I think that'd be really big for them to have as a, a feather in their cap to maybe sell some other recruits, transfer players. You know, if they're trying to pursue Jeremiah Smith, like having a quarterback intact for 2024, like would be really important for them. Um, so, that, so that's a dynamic and, and that's going to create what I think will be like kind of a, a high leverage visit for the Ward family. I expect them to be uh, to receive like a full court press from Miami. I think our Miami site has reported that they're going to quote unquote going for the kill. Like Miami's going to try to get a quarterback committed this week. Florida State, and I understand what you're where you're coming from, Zach, with saying like this is important for you. If if Cam Ward is indeed your number one guy, which I think he is, but I also think they they do like DJU a good deal. Um, if you are trying to get him up here on campus for Thursday, if that does come to fruition, like, yeah, you're going to have to hope that that full court press doesn't change anything. But like Florida State doesn't seem to be pressing in the same manner for a quarterback. Like the urgency doesn't seem as like it doesn't seem the same. Like FSU is looking at quarterbacks. They're still evaluating quarterbacks. They're not rushing this process, though. They're being very methodical about it. And obviously, like, there's pros and cons to that, right? Like, you just got to make sure you've got the right guy, understand why they're being patient and letting relationship build. At the same point, like, it's a game of musical chairs. If you do decide you want to transfer quarterback, you run the risk if you move it a little too slowly. Yeah, I I, I would push back on that. I I Don't think if you're going to get – my pushback. I think if you're going to get a transfer quarterback, you need to land them, like, over the next week, basically, before signing day. Because – if you're trying to land a Jeremiah Smith, do you feel like the past two games have shown that there's a quality of quarterback play at Florida State for if you know Jeremiah Smith comes here that he'd feel comfortable with? Uh, do you think there is a quality of quarterback play that he'd feel comfortable with at Ohio State right now? Do you think there's a quality of developing quarterbacks at all at Miami? Like, I, I don't if I'm Jeremiah Smith, I'm viewing it. Those two schools are also in the market for a transfer quarterback. So, like, what I'm saying is, you know, you're saying it can give a bump. I I agree, Brendan. I I do think that Florida State it's a less of a priority for Florida State. Like that is Miami's number one priority this offseason is getting a quarterback. And I'm sure Ohio State is kind of in the same boat, although they seem to be in a little bit of a you know weird holding pattern on that front. I don't know who they're actually targeting. Apparently, Um, that's like Ryan Day just spearheading that all quietly by himself yeah it'd be crazy if they stole like a riley leonard or something like that but Mm -hmm. but yeah i mean i just i think more from my i'm pushing back more on the timeline part um i don't think florida state should you know wait it out um to where like you know you're going past signing day um i think this week is very important towards securing a future arm if that's the avenue they want to go if they decide hey we need a, a transfer quarterback i think you need to land one over the next seven days um i think it'll help you you know kind of secure the roster for next year you know in recruitments of other transfer portal prospects as well as 
for you know guys in the high school ranks that will sign on the 20th next Wednesday? I think hmm, Byer Sinone sponsored by the Turner, the Turner Group. Group. Becky. FSU has a transfer quarterback committed by early signing period. Ooh, For right I, now, I, I, I stumped I, you guys. Well, this is a good uh, oh, shoot. Wait, I want to buy, but I I don't know, man. Like the DJ stuff. So the way like, they're setting up, Chris. The way they're setting up visits. Yeah, I know. Um, it lends itself to it happening. Like, I think DJU will be on campus too over the next week. So, yeah, to me, it's a, it's a buy. I think they're definitely trying to set that up. Um, you know, obviously, it's up to the, the prospects themselves to make the decisions. But I think both Florida State and Miami are, are kind of pushing for the same timeline there. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I'd buy it too. But I. It's buy, very soft buy. A, a soft buy as opposed to soft a hard buy. to know. Got it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to buy as well on it. I, I feel pretty good about that. And that's not even an, an Intel-based thing. I just, yeah, the way what you laid out, Zach, that the way the visits are probably setting up, uh, I think I think you come out of, you know, the weekend with a quarterback commitment. If not public, at least one that you know is coming to play for you and one that you can tell recruits about. like. Here's a question that stumps me right now. What's the market for DJU as far as teams? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I know yeah. Louisville and, and Mississippi State have been reported, but they also just both landed transfer quarterbacks. So who knows? Um, I know there are multiple teams in contact with him, but I think FSU is probably the, the school that he's interested in the most. One thing that like with DJU that's puzzled me, and I think I know the answer as to why, but like, the fan base, when we've mentioned his name, when he entered the portal, um, again, we've been pretty consistent in reporting that this is a guy that, that they are interested in to, to some extent or another, and, and vice versa to some extent or another. Like, they don't seem to get fired up about it. Because uh, they my theory is that it's Clemson a, days. It's, it's Clemson. But, like, people, if you watch what he did last season, have we all watched him, like, what he did at Oregon State to some extent or another? Yeah. But I, I, I get I get the reaction of the fan of going back to, well, I saw him in person or I watched him against FSU do this at Clemson. I still think that exists in him. Yeah. And, and it is. And maybe believing last year was fair, a system. It isn't easy to watch Oregon State games during the season if you're on the East Coast. Like, I love cool. Oregon State football under John. Oh, Smith. no. It, like, it's I hate that. Well, I'm saying more so, so much from, a, from a scheduling standpoint, usually those games are being aired at, you know, midnight or whatever. So to me, it's, you know, I, I was in that initial reaction. We've already spoke about this, but I was in that initial reaction of like, oh, is he really that good um, because of his Clemson days? I mean, he had a higher quarterback rating, I think, this past year than Jordan Travis. So, and he was pretty efficient. Um, he kind of just did what he was supposed to do within that offense. They didn't ask him to do a ton, um, but he's really good at, at operating that that Oregon State offense. And and I think, you know, he would, he would get Mike Norvell's scheme down pretty quickly smart kid and and a good leader and someone who has like a, a like fire lit under him too like his college career is winding down and he has he NFL Clemson and <laughs> you get to play Clemson uh he's someone that would be motivated so like what I'm saying is like I you know I think Cam Ward is the guy you you roll the dice on because he has uh an elite arm and velocity especially uh, he's got some like magic to his game in the sense that Jordan Travis did too, with some improvisational ability. Um, and I just, I think that the, 
the ceiling is higher with him in a one-year window. Uh, that being said, I would be extremely comfortable if Florida State were to take DJU. Um, and, and I would implore our listeners and subscribers, if you haven't watched yet, like the X's and O's guys broke down both of their games. Uh, I think it was last week. Go check that out on YouTube. And then just for your own, like, after you watch one of those, like, watch another game or two of Oregon State this past year. And, like, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. So I'm just saying, like, I get the appeal there. Again, if all things are equal in a vacuum, I would probably lean towards Cam Ward. I'm not saying probably. Like, I I would. But Say it with your chest. You start talking about price tags and what it would, you know, some of the combating, like, who you're going to have to combat to get them. And, like, so it'll be interesting to see how this week shakes out. Zach mentioned he, he thinks there's a chance DJU visits. Um, would they have them both here at the same time? That'd be interesting. They could. Could overlap a little bit. Hey, uh, going opposite directions, walking by the Bowden statue and just point at each other. <laughs> yeah, one's coming, one's going. So we will see. It'll be really interesting to see what Miami does with Cameron Ward in the coming days. Again, we think they put on a full court press. I don't even know if it's on FSU to withstand that. Like, I don't know what you could do to withstand it if he's OVing somewhere else and just everything gets presented to him in terms of scheme, NIL opportunities, whatever. If it's all there, you know, I don't know what you can do, but we'll see if that works. Like, this is Cam Ward. I think that the narrative of Cam Ward and people have put out there is like, oh, he's just going to the highest bidder or, you know, he's he, he, this is an NFL move. But like back channels and like people who like actually talk to him and his his camp, like his family, agents, all that stuff, like. I don't think that this is him just going to wherever he has the most robust NIL opportunity that should come into play. Right. It will for, for everyone. But like, I think ultimately it's about what position he thinks he can be put in best to be optimized, maximized in this loan season. He has a college football coming up to prepare himself for the NFL. And I think that's where FSU has an edge right now, um, but we will see. We will see. Yeah. I, he, it's so funny. Like how does the, <laughs> How does a Washington State quarterback transfer turn into an FSU Miami recruiting battle? Well, hell, the kid was at Incarnate Word twelve months ago. Uh, twenty-four months ago, right? He, two, he's two been years. there. For, he's been at Washington State for two Regard, years. Regard Chris's point. Twenty-four stands, months ago. Sorry, his point stands. Yeah, the kid's from Texas initially. I'm saying a kid. He's in his. You know, well, I'm just saying, there, like, there's no connection down here, and and obviously, of course, it turns into an FSU Miami recruiting battle. Houston, right? That's where yeah, you're from. In that area, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that'll, that'll be a fun few days here as we kind of monitor what's happening in Miami, what's happening in Tallahassee. Stay tuned at Knowles 24-7 uh, for all the updates. And if we get confirmation that one of these guys are visiting, I mean, damn sure we're going to post it on the website. So Knowles 24-7 is where you can find it first. Hey, let's take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll talk about the OV slate coming up this weekend. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Right, welcome back to On the Bench, the pivotal, final, ultimate official visit weekend of the 2024 recruiting cycle, gentlemen. You excited? Always. I can't wait to spend my entire weekend out there. At least it's going to be nice and warm. Yeah, 
This weekend was nice other than Sunday. Sunday was felt like a hurricane walked through. You mean when a lightning strike hit so close the transformer across the street blew out and we yeah. almost died? That yeah, Sunday. Yeah, it was great. I, I just enjoyed standing across from Bowden's and watching stuff blow down the street. I enjoyed Dane Draper walking up to us at the end of the day. So, like, yeah, just Dane. Yeah, he chose the wrong moment to get out of his car. Yeah. He thought the rain rain was never stopping. Standard Dane. Standard Dane. Um, Okay, so FSU has a major official visit weekend coming up. As we dive into this and talk about what's at stake and what could be happening, uh, let's real quick, Zach, thank our sponsor for our final recruiting segment of the. well, I was going to say of this season, but that's not true. We'll probably more you of wish of this episode. It's football coach college dynasty. The number one college football management game for PC. It's available on the steam app. 95% positive rating on that app on steam. Chris, you can recruit players, develop your team, compete for national championships. You can host rec- those recruits on official visits. You can give them NIL. You can use the transcript portal. There's conference realignment. You can gain school boosters. Football Coach College Dynasty is available now on Steam for $15. You know what I've just realized we didn't really talk about? LJ McRae was on campus last week. We should probably talk about that for a second. Why are we shrugging our shoulders? I'm just, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I just I think just finally we talked about it last time and just it's the same stuff. Okay. You're not gonna say anything. Or, uh, I I think a okay. Bit open, I have something but... that I could advance it with. All right, go bit. ahead, Brendan. You okay. want to do this? Let's do this. I think that Florida extremely vulnerable right now. Uh they are losing commits left and right. Uh there are rumors that their quarterback. Commitment, DJ Lagway could be Come looking on, to stay. Willie Fritz. And Willie Fritz has entered the has entered the conversation at Houston. Uh so Florida fighting like hell to hold on to him. Their five-star safety got crystal balled to Texas recently, I believe. Uh so there are things happening. And if you're LJ McCray, I think you have to look around, both in the literal and, and uh figurative sense. Yeah, that's the word. Um and say, is this really the situation that that I want uh, for myself right now? A defensive line coach was fired. I don't believe they've hired a new one yet. They just hired a new DB coach who was an assistant uh, with the Los Angeles Chargers and one of the worst pass defenses in, in the NFL. But I digress. We don't have to really analyze uh, UF's coaching hires. What we do have to talk about is how that change and the lack of a finish for UF has potentially impacted the recruitment of a five-star defensive lineman who was here on campus and got to hang out with Jared Verse and made Jared Verse look very small. Uh, which he was is in not, slides. He, just, he okay. wants to make sure he, you know. He wanted everyone to know. Uh, understood. Point being is FSU has remained intact in this recruitment, right? Like they have not given up, even though there's been reason to give up, they have not. He was here in Tallahassee for a few hours, unofficially visiting. Mom was on campus with him. Dad dropped him off and was not really part of the visit as best as we can tell. Uh, They then went to Auburn. Uh, I do not believe they drove to Auburn. And they were there for the rest of the day. He was at Auburn, former Florida commitment who flipped to Auburn. Okay. That's a a good note to have as well. Uh, So I say all this to say that, like, he is still looking as he should be looking. I think that is a dynamic that we have to note and take into consideration. 
my thought right now, guys, as we record this on Tuesday morning, <laughs> I think it's as likely that he flips somewhere than as is that he stays at Florida. And I think but, it's less likely that he flips to Florida State. I think it's more likely today that he flips to Florida State than I did a few days ago. But I think Auburn is the team to watch for him. You're just trying to set us up to get hurt again. Yeah. No, I'm trying to. I'm trying to ease the blow a little bit. I've, here. I've seen this Auburn's movie. And, is this is Falcon like, the Road. I, no, I feel like when LJ good. committed to Florida, I was done with LJ, and I like LJ. Big fan of him. I You're think it was the first. Damn. In the sense of like caring about his recruitment. Yeah. Whoa. I mean, sorry, to me. I am. I like. We got a lot of targets on the board, guys. I, I only have so much time in my life. Like I not expect LJ to go to not, yeah, not a lot of D line targets. <laughs> yeah, but I don't expect him to go to FSU. So like I'm not gonna invest more time. I went, did the interview. It was a thrilling interview. Let me tell you, go listen to it. All seventeen thousand. I want to do an like, experiment where we go back and look at like what LJ McRae says in every interview. I think he's it, awesome at it. Like he's smaller. got it down. He has he has <laughs> nailed how to say nothing while actually being polite and answering questions. And I appreciate him for that. I like LJ again. Big fan of the kid personally. I just don't expect him to be at FSU. Hey, so, like, you stumped for him to be a, like a five star prospect early on. Wow. And what did he end up? I mean, shit. It's almost like sometimes maybe they should listen to the fat guy in the corner. Sorry. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, I agree with I agree with both of you guys. I, I don't. I wouldn't predict him to flip. Um. It's felt like FSU is kind of fighting an uphill battle in this recruitment for you know ever since he committed to UF, obviously. Um. But yeah, I mean, I think if he goes anywhere, it'll be to another SEC school, and I think Auburn's the clear you know, other option there in the SEC for him. So, yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. I'm sure there will be some twists and turns. Florida State still uh, will use their in-home visit with him this week, Mike Norvell and, and the coaching staff. They obviously went to go see him last week, but um, I expect that to happen over the next few days. We'll see if they can change anything during that visit. Um, but, yeah, that'll be the, the last visit to Florida State or with Florida State's coaching staff. Steak and whiskey on me if he flips to Florida State. Done. Steak on me if he flips anywhere. No whiskey. If what is that? I love, second I, have. I love betting with Chris because he literally, there's no, there's it's no not other a bet. side of yes. the bet. Yeah. It's not a bet. I just feel very confident in this one. Last yeah. time I put steak on the line, I was right for the record. Josh Burrell got hurt, to be fair. Zach and I have a, Zach and I have a steak bet as well. Uh, and we do. Well, no, we don't because you never agreed to it. So it, it's fine. Yeah. I was going to come up with one yesterday. I'll let you know. I just, too. I know I have to be honest. Like, I can't lie on this one. I just was sitting there waiting to interview Al Jimmy Cray, and I'm like, this is such a massive waste of my time. <laughs> That's where I was at with it. So, like, sorry. Like, cool. They keep getting on campus. Maybe they're setting up for the second recruitment. That would be lovely because, you know, it'll probably happen because the guy in Gainesville is probably not going to last much longer. But, like, short term, I just, I really struggle to care about this one. Despite I, the fact uh... I absolutely think the world of what the kid is as a player. I have a level of admiration for Blunt, Chris. Uh, speaking of Blunt, let's talk about Armando Blunt and some other prospects who will be on campus this weekend for their official visits. Uh, this is a huge stretch here for a couple of players who are kind of like you're, you're having to combat other schools for pressing uh, for them. And then you're also just you know have some, some well-regarded uh, longtime commitments as well who you hope are good ambassadors to kind of keep things stabilized this weekend. Uh, but I'm going to go down the list real quick. Then we'll revisit the, the talking points that we find interesting. First off, five-star safety, K.J. Bolden. Next up, 
five-star defensive end Armando Blunt from down in Miami, four-star running back Cameron Davis, four-star athlete slash cornerback. No, he's sorry. He's just a cornerback. I was looking at uh, Luane McCoy, just cornerback Jamari Howard, four-star athlete Luane McCoy, four-star defensive end Lugard Ido Kapaye, smooth, and then four-star offensive lineman from out in California, Manasseh Aitete. Uh, they are all committed to Florida State other than Lugard. Uh, and there are two players that you are working diligently to fend off right now or fund off other schools and trying to keep them intact. That is K.J. Bolden, Armando Blunt. Where do you want to start, folks? Let's start with K.J. Bolden because that's where the stake bet is. But Zach won't actually take the bet. Um, yeah, I was thinking of another bet there. Um, yeah, I think uh, – I think – Florida State sits in a good spot to, to close out on that recruitment um, because they have the OV, like you guys, like you mentioned, this weekend. It'll be his last official visit. Apparently, there's reports that he could make it to Georgia again this week for like an unofficial. Um, but as long as that FSU official happens this weekend, I feel pretty good about Florida State's chances of closing out. They will go in home with him probably today, um, FSU will. Mike Norvell and, and the coaching staff will, will go and see him. And then, yeah, man, I, I mean, I, they just have to do what they do on official visits and knock it out of the park and sign him three days later. It, it won't be easy. Auburn and Georgia are making huge last-minute pushes for him, but I feel pretty good about where FSU stands in that recruitment kind of a week away from signing day. And then Ar Armando Blunt is the well, other real, name. Real, real quick on – on KJ, he visited officially Syracuse this past weekend. With, alongside King Joseph Edwards, who's best friends with him, and the DC, or I'm sorry, the DB coach from Georgia, who he had a good relationship with, is now the head coach at Syracuse. That played a big role in that. I mean, do you think the orange are a factor for him? Sinone. Armando Blunt. Well, real quick, oh, last thing I'm born, I'm sorry. I believe that Kirby and Hugh have both already used their own homes. I know for a fact that Hugh definitely has. Yeah. I believe, Kate, or I believe yeah. uh, Kirby did as well. He took a brief unofficial to Auburn when the window first opened here. As he mentioned, George is a possibility during this week. Yeah. Do you want to talk about Armando Blunt now, Zach? Yeah, I mean, if you guys let me. Uh, real quick, though, I think that him going to Syracuse was a net win for Florida State. For sure. It's huge. He's gonna, he, you know how Colt might – my sister-in-law went to no wait, sorry, three, Dude. two, one. My nobody cares about your sister-in-law. Stepsister went. <laughs> nobody cares about your stepsister. To Syracuse for school. I can't believe I'm fighting for Zach. The, the wind chill coming off the lake in the winter time there is apparently one of the most torturous things that a human can actually experience and be able to tell the tale of. So, uh, point being, Tim going to visit Syracuse. Like hold my beer. <laughs> and going to visit Syracuse in December should make Tallahassee at 60 degrees and maybe a little rainy on Saturday look like the freaking Bahamas. Do you want to talk about Armando Blunt now, Zach? You guys done? I am. Armando Blunt's a five-star defensive end commit to Florida State. Miami's trying to push him because FSU flipped him from Miami in October. And they went in home with their, you know, their last in-home visit with him. On Monday, I expect FSU to go in home with him later this week. And apparently, both schools are trying to get him on campus this weekend. So I think this one will be pretty easy to read. If he goes to Miami, then he's going to sign with Miami. If he goes to Florida State, then I expect him to sign with Florida State. 
Um, it's pretty, it's going to be a pretty clear data, data point in that recruitment. Um, and I think, you know, right now, it, you know, I've heard that, I mean, he told me last week that it was going to be to FSU, that OB, and that was going to be his only visit. But I'm sure Miami's trying to change that or change his mind. I mean, we'll be monitoring where he shows up. What is your level of discomfort when it comes to Blunt? I, you know, I just, his recruitment is like the definition of unpredictable. Um, and I think there's just like a lot of moving parts around him to where like, I don't want to definitively say anything because I don't know like who truly has the sway in that recruitment um, aside from the kid himself. Uh, but I will say like, I know his communication with Florida State's still been great. Um, I mean, he spoke to me on the record last week and and said really positive things. But I do know that Miami's been making kind of like an under-the-radar push for him over the last month. and Not all that under the radar. Well, under the radar for, you know, a, a decent amount of time before it kind of got out there. But, yeah, I mean, I think he's been on Miami's campus, like, for, like, secret visits or whatever you want to say. Um, not over the past few weeks, but, um, you know, kind of before this last little stretch. And, yeah, I mean, I think Miami's a legit threat. I don't know if I want to f- say I'm super confident that he's going to sign with Florida State. But like I said, if he shows up at Florida State this weekend, I think you have to feel pretty good. Both head coaches of both teams pursuing him have been in home already. So, yeah, we're in the home stretch. Yep. I've got a I've, – uh... Go ahead, sit down. Fire it. We're in the honest that, tree, buddy. I cannot bring myself to get fired up about this one, one way or the other. Is that weird? I know this it's a five-star crew. I know it's an FSU okay. Miami battle. I just uh, snip, snap, snip, snap. Like, uh, you know, what? <laughs> we're all very happy that the recruiting processes are coming to an end here. I just feel like, and if I, you guys want me to end up like cutting this out after, that's fine. I just feel like if he comes to Florida State and enrolls, you're going to have to be dealing with this stuff for his duration here. If he doesn't play as a true freshman or if it's like, you know, the spring doesn't go well or whatever. Like, I feel like there's going to be people in his ear back home trying to get him to come back. Like, I just feel like it's going to be a thing as long as he's here. And I could be wrong on that. I don't know Armando personally. So like, you know, but it just, the way this is played out with him almost committing to Florida state, then committing to Miami and then flipping to Florida state a month later and now entertaining Miami. Like I just, you're just gonna have to deal with this as long as he's here. And I understand it's Miami recruitment. It's a valuable player from South Florida. It was a big time win for Florida State on the recruiting trail. It'd be a big time win to keep Miami fend off one uh, once again. Or if Miami flips, it'd be a big win for them. I get it. I just I can't emotionally like get get myself like invested in this one. The fact that they have him in the class currently, I feel like he's a necessity to keep because it's a position where they don't have very good options and they need to keep a guy who is that talented. That's why I'm invested in this recruitment, unlike the other one we previously spoke about. Yeah, it's not like you got like a four-star backup for this guy. I mean, they're they're not recruiting the edge position all that well, as we've documented well on here. And I think he's kind of, like Chris said, a necessity because of that. Um, If you had some other option you could turn to, maybe we could talk about, you know, and not being worth the hassle. But, you know, he's extremely talented. His measurables are off the charts. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it. I think you got to keep him in the class because of that. Yeah, he's important. I'm not, yeah, I don't want to be like, I don't think he's important. I'm just saying for me as like a, you know. This is the one where you're emotionally fried. I'm not even fried. I just don't care. 
I don't care. Nope. I guess ask me on signing day if he flips or if FSU gets the signature, then I'll probably care. But like leading up to it, just what's going to happen, it's going to happen. And uh, yeah, I just, Zach, who do you, who are you detached from in this recruiting process? Chris doesn't care about LJ McCray. I don't care about Armando Blunt. What wild five-star, do you not care about Jeremiah Smith? What do we not care about here? No, I definitely care about Jeremiah Smith. Okay. I mean, the Armando Blunt stuff's been interesting. I, I definitely was a little like removed from it after the whole back and forth, back and forth. Um, I kind of left it alone for a little bit, but I mean, you got to, you got to cover all these big time recruitment. So I don't, I wouldn't say I was, I'm detached from any of them, but that was the recruitment for sure that I was like, wow, is this really going to happen? Like he's going to flip back to Miami. Zach's always the most emotional one of us. Yeah. He's the most, he's the most balanced and centered for sure. One footnote on this weekend's visitors, as far as high school prospects, Coy Parrish, a safety who's come into Minnesota that Ohio State's trying to flip. He is no longer expected to come in this weekend. FSU was actually recruiting him as a linebacker stud, to quote him. Um, but, yeah, not expected as of right now on Tuesday I, morning. I think, well, one, RIP Dane. I'm sorry, buddy. I know that broke your heart. He was uh, pretty sure he's going to be a Buckeye. So, like, I, I think they're just saving themselves the trouble. I also think they feel good with their linebacker class coming in, and they really like Blake Nicholson and Juice Cryer. Uh, and they're pushing they. against numbers anyways. And, yeah, they already have a, a good amount of linebackers, like, on, on the roster. So, yeah, it just kind of is what it is. Uh, what do you uh, – uh, we, we got the Zach chuckle. Nothing. He's back. Nothing. No, go ahead. Speak. Speak. No, I, I feel just, like we've been very honest in this podcast, Zach. You yeah. You, you want me to be honest? I, I, I do. I, think, I do. I'm pushing. I'm going to poke until you are. Yeah. I'm well, I, I think you should, language here. Not if good. you have a chance to upgrade your room, you should upgrade your room. And, and you could say, oh, they're not going to beat our Ohio State for him. But do not even give yourself a shot. I don't I don't know the dynamic of it, right? Maybe it was the kid's choice and he's going to flip to Ohio State tomorrow or today. Um, and he's just not even going to visit anywhere else. So, like, you know, um, I just – do you guys feel – like, you guys feel – good about the future of the linebacker room right now i am still of the opinion that if it's a one-spot situation that they should go after a portal kid who oh no they're going after a portal top kid, two but there's no portal kid like oh, right. that, that's the issue right now at the position yes um, they absolutely are going to add a portal i don't kid know how much i'm thinking of it in the way of thinking about 2024 i don't know how much coy helps you in 2024 long term sure like i like the kid i love his film it's a freaking blast to watch but I'm thinking in the sense of 2024, where if you have one spot to deal with, that it's more valuable to hold for a portal kid than taking a long shot at a kid from the upper Midwest. Yeah. Uh, do we want to talk real quick about Lugard Ito Kapaye? Nailed it. Yeah, I mean, I think that visit's up in the air, too. We'll see if it happens. He told Chris, I know, yesterday that he's still yeah, coming. I but um, I, was, I was told otherwise, so we'll see. Um, he was at Maryland last weekend. Michigan supposed to happen midweek this week. He's previously been to what Minnesota, and he was supposed know. to go to A and M, and that didn't happen. I forget. There's one more that he's been to. Yeah, yeah. he's taking him in. He's going to make a decision at the Michigan. end. Maryland's obviously like, Michigan, I, Maryland, Rutgers. Yeah, Michigan's this Rutgers. Week. Rutgers. Yeah, is one he, uh, like great I think that's state. That's also good. Work. Like you know, if that visit doesn't happen, I'll be a little critical here. Like that's a kid you should probably take. Like he's got the tools. He's got length. They don't really have a ton of those types in their in their edge room right now, and to me, it's it's important that you load up on some of the young defensive ends that that look like that. Yeah, yeah, it's like, like putting a kid on layaway. And I think it's worth like there's a line to draw between like automatically taking a, a prospect and and getting him in for official visit when it hasn't been that long term of a recruitment to get to further know them to get 
like legit measurements on them, all, all those things yeah. I think would be an important part of the puzzle. And like, what if he goes to, what if he goes to Michigan? Yeah. It's like, but like we... boy goes to Ohio state. So you, you lost, you know, I, I can't even say lose out. Like you didn't make this like wholesale pursuit of a linebacker who went to Ohio state, pretty good defense and a defensive end who went to Michigan. And those are obviously hypotheticals and we're jumping a few tiers there, but like, I don't think it hurts to, unless they're running out of OVs or something like that. I don't know of, uh, I don't think it hurts to get those guys on campus and, and just kind of see how they fit and um, can continue the the pursuit process and the courting process. Cause you're still like, those are newer recruitments. So shrug my shoulders. It's not a huge deal, um, but it's something that I, I've, you've gotten this far be makes sense to kind of continue to, you know, kick the can down the road and see what happens. I feel like Brandon, after standing for 51 minutes and 44 seconds, is getting really tired. You do know, you do listen to the podcast. You knew that I stand up for this now. Wow. Wow, look at Chris. Oh, what an admission. That's a, go on. I paid somebody to listen. They filled me in. I was thinking of something. Kid show. Moving on. The transfer (laughs) portal. I was going to say give it. It hasn't given anything yet. Don't worry, people. It, It will. FSU is in a really good spot and they're being very uh, diligent in who they pursue like aggressively, who they don't um, like the two defensive ends that were on campus this past week. I think Kyle Kennard might be a take, but like, I'm not convinced that he's a hundred percent like surefire one right now. So like, I, I'm not worried about uh, where portal recruiting is right now, even if it feels like it's moving slower than, than some people would like. Uh, but anyways, Hasn't given it yet. It will. The portal also taketh. Uh, let's see. Who who do we have to update from? Last Tyler Keltner. Pour one Tyler out for Keltner. Dane. Another one. Just a tough week for Dane. Uh, sopping wet. Uh, his favorite recruit gone. His favorite player gone. Uh, Malcolm Ray will enter the transfer portal. A really nice situational player for Florida State. Someone who was here through the bad times. And uh, well wishes to him moving forward. Um I'm trying to think Dennis, of Dennis Briggs is not entering the portal, but is pursuing an additional year as Zach reported last evening. That would yes. be nice. Uh, Cause a healthy Dennis Briggs is a, as an asset for you. They'd be kind of like a Dimitri Emmanuel type of deal where uh, you're gonna have to wait for a little bit to see. So you might be in a holding pattern there, but uh, yeah, he could do that. pro day and still not know like Meech right. did last year. Uh, so yeah, no, no big names that like completely changed the, the outlook of your roster, I think, uh, for 2024 that have entered yet. Uh, there are a couple names that were kind of monitoring. I don't want to speak out of turn and, and mention them. Other than the guys who've kind of done so publicly with Pat Payton, Josh Farmer. Uh, we'll see what happens with them. I had reported last week on those 24-7 uh, or over the weekend, I think. I can't remember. Days are kind of blurring together. That Things have developed well with Patrick Payton. He still hasn't put his name in the portal. It was about a week since he had his uh, public tweet. Uh, pretty cool that he gave other players a script on how to uh, uh, to go ahead and enter the transfer portal. Malcolm Ray just used his uh, no his name. I'm sorry, I'm entering. Yeah. I'm template is the word I was looking for. Yeah. Um, but in all seriousness, like I think you're probably in a good spot with Pat Payton. We'll see what happens with Josh Farmer. I believe those are both pretty fluid situations. And there's some other guys you're trying to figure out um, and, and see what happens in the coming days. I think there are some like interesting players who are kind of like fringe like are they draft picks if so where are they drafted or would they be drafted like what are their draft grades Fentrell Cypress comes to mind like that's someone who could be a pivot player in the next few days uh we had heard that or Zach had heard specifically that Jaheim Bell uh might be like a late 
mid day three kind of guys. So like, is that someone that you can kind of convince to come back potentially? We'll, we'll see. Those are just names that I think you kind of play out the string here for the next few weeks. Uh, what else do we have coming up, Chris? Um, media uh, well, availability. We actually, yeah. On Friday, we get our first availability for bowl practices and we'll find out more on the actual schedule for bowl practices around that time as well. Uh, really the first time we'd have to talk with Mike Norvell since the snub. So like, yeah, I know it's been some time. I I'm, can imagine that that dude does not want to really sit down and talk about it. I don't blame him. Um, I also think the fan base I, wants to I hear. I did hear with being around there all weekend for officials and stuff, uh, FSU did practice on all the weekend. I did hear that the fact that they got back together, practice and stuff was really good. That like good. just yeah. the way the players were last week, obviously not in a great place because of what had happened on Sunday versus where they've been since like Friday, Saturday is an improved area. Obviously, they're still disappointed in what happened, but it's just personality-wise, guys are more like they were, more like themselves. To have, to have structure. Getting around their leader and getting around one another. And to some degree, you don't flush it, but it does help you start to trend forward. For, for context, and we, I think, documented this fairly well uh, on, you know, on the message board, but like to, to put it even more anecdotally, like on Sunday, you have this, like the rug ripped out from under you, like it, just this devastating surprise or shock and coaches had to hit the road to go recruiting we've talked about that but like when I say coaches had to hit the road recruiting I'm talking about within 30 minutes of that announcement happening you're having your heart you know torn out like coaches are gone and they're gone for days and they can talk to you over the phone but there's no replacement for face-to-face and being able to sit down and actually talk to someone who's still mad and being able to explain and to just process and then you also factor in that guys were not like practicing that guys were kind of by themselves. Like they weren't necessarily like in the structure of just football and being around their friends and teammates. Like that was a rough week. I think FSU has by and large weathered that storm now. And, um, you know, that that's encouraging. That's good for the program moving forward, obviously. Oh, uh, what else guys? Anything else? as we finish this up. Uh, basketball season was fun. Glad it's over. Yep. I'm glad that's over too. Uh, good. Next. Is that it? All right. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any, there was like one more thing I wanted to say, but I'm just kind of fizzling out here. All right. For Chris Nee, for Zach Blostein, this has been Brendan Sinone. This is On the Bench. Thank you to our sponsors. Oh, I got one real quick. Colin Turner sent just a lovely like voicemail the other day, just wishing us well, saying how much he appreciates our hard work. He's a legitimately good dude, and uh, I'm so happy to have him as part of the On the Bench family. So, again, Christmas is uh, happening right now. You want to buy a new home? The Turner Group is where we recommend you to go. Uh, at the very least, he will be pleasant and jolly and make you happy. So, all right, sorry, Colin. This has been on the bench, sticking to the landing.
It's the UEFA Champions League on Paramount Plus. Europe's top club soccer tournament. Champions versus champions. The best teams facing off in the knockout rounds. Magnificent! And it all takes place. While you're filling out financial reports at work. In the middle of your day, in the middle of your week. So use that second screen. Call in sick. Do whatever you gotta do to tune in Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Nobody watches the UEFA Champions League like us. Stream every match live exclusively on Paramount Plus. 